Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. Morning, 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 lovely people. So today, what are we talking about? We are talking about quitting your job and becoming your own boss. Now, maybe this is something you've been thinking about for a while. It could be that you've actually just started on that journey yourself of quitting your job, becoming your own boss. But listen, it isn't always easy. It is not for everyone. So what I'm going to do over the next sort of 15 minutes or so is take you through some things for you to consider Um, I personally have gone through this journey myself, so I have a warts and all view of this whole area, really, of actually sort of quitting your day job to becoming a business owner, an entrepreneur, maybe following a passion that you've had for quite a while. Um, But let me tell you, it's not easy and it is not for everyone. So let's make sure that when we make these big jumps in our life, that we're doing it for the right reasons. And we actually have a bit of a plan around it as well. Because, you know, as I say, when you actually make those big choices in life, it isn't always easy. But the more that you have thought about things prepared, then the better you are likely to place yourself to be successful. So quitting your job, becoming your own boss, what does it mean for you? Maybe you have been thinking about this for a while. Maybe you're already at the start of that journey or maybe you have already made the move. You might be a year or a couple of years into this journey and you're thinking about how do you scale up? You might already have an existing business actually, but want to start a new one or maybe move out of that. So whatever your situation is, if any of that sits uh, with you, then this is going to be perfect for you. So what I'm going to talk about is quitting your job and becoming your own boss. And, you know, why is it important? Well, listen, quite frankly, it's important because if you have a desire to do something, whatever it is, and if you've been thinking about wanting to be a business owner, be an entrepreneur, and you're stuck in a day job that either you're not happy with or you just feel you want something different at the stage of your career and business life that you're in, um, then actually we only have one life, don't we? So rather than be saying, oh, I wish I, I wish I did, I could have done. Actually, if this is something that you've been thinking about and you want to do, then, you know, do it, give it a go. And you never know what might happen. You might be hugely successful, which will be amazing. You might be creating freedom, choice, flexibility for yourself. Or you might actually find it's not for you. And that is okay as well. So we are all different. One size does not fit all. And actually, there is nothing wrong with being in a really a good job where you have a steady income, that you enjoy what you're doing. Or maybe even if you don't particularly enjoy your job, I'd hope you do. But if you 
you don't, and it's a means to an end, as long as you're enjoying, you know, what that allows you to do, then, you know, that is also a choice. So I'm going to take you through eight steps that will help you on this journey of moving out of a job and becoming your own boss. So grab a pen and paper. Um, you're going to take some notes because I'm going to cover quite a lot. As I say, I could talk about this for hours, actually, because I have been on this journey myself, you know. So I spent 27 years in the corporate world. Um, I was the MD of the Emerging Markets for TUI. I was the CEO of the travel division for Saga. And then about three years ago, I made the decision that I wanted to become my own boss. I wanted to have more freedom, choice, flexibility. And I wanted to do things that would create significant wealth for, for myself, my partner, Chris, and my family, uh, but also do things that I really enjoyed. Now, I was not coming from the point of not loving my job. I absolutely loved my career. I loved the roles I had. feel so fortunate to have had those experiences. But I was at a point in my life where I just wanted something different. You know, I didn't, I wanted to have more control over my own diary, my schedule, and where I spent my time. And I wanted a bit more variety. So, you know, I've been on that journey myself, but it wasn't from a point of pain. It was actually just from a point of I'm ready for something new. You might be in a different scenario. So whatever your reason is, that's okay because we are all different. You know, and here I am now, you know, I've got a multi-million pound portfolio of businesses. Now, I'm not saying any of that to brag. You know, I mentor people to scale up and grow their business or their career. You know, I've got a property business with my partner, Chris, where we invest in, in property assets, you know, and then I've got my advisory business. And of course, my podcast, Brave, Bold, Brilliant, which if you're not subscribed to and following please do. You may be listening to this episode right now. If it's your first time, I'd love it if you would subscribe. It makes a massive difference to me. So, you know, I'm in a really different position. If you'd asked me four years ago, would I be doing what I'm doing today? You know, I probably would have laughed, to be honest. But anything is possible. That's the point. And we only have one life. So let's make it count. Right. Let's get into this. So what are the eight things that I think are important for you to consider if you are thinking of quitting your job and becoming your own boss, setting yourself up as a business owner. So number one, decide the bigger picture. What do you really want in life? You know, because business is one thing, work is one thing, but that's not your life. It's what you do. It's not who you are. You know, so if you want to create a certain lifestyle for yourself, for me, I wanted to be in a position where I could and travel for about a third of the year. I wanted to be able to have more freedom, choice, flexibility, and also to have a variety of different initiatives on the go. Um, you know, and I also wanted to make sure that I had financial security and, and were creating uh, passive income and multiple streams of income. That was what was important to me. And from that, once you know your kind of what lifestyle you're trying to create, what's the bigger picture, what's important to you and also to your family and the people in your world, then actually you can see how this might plug into that. So that's the first thing. Get really clear on what you want because uh, once you're clear on what you want, then you've got half a chance of getting there, right? If it's all a bit woolly and you're not sure, it's going to be much harder for you. It's going to take more time and you're probably going to waste some resources through that process. So number one, decide what you want. Number two, what's the business you want to start? 
you know, is a lifestyle kind of business. Maybe it's actually as simple as being a consultant or a solopreneur and not necessarily setting up a massive business. You know, you could be your business with your knowledge, experience, etc. That's what I do with my mentoring. I work intensely one-to-one with business leaders and owners. Uh, and it's me. I give the service because I am sharing, you know, t- nearly 30 years in business that's going to help other people scale up and grow. Um, you know, different with our property business. That is a standalone business with a team that operates, etc. So, you know, decide what business is, is it that you want to do um, when you're quitting your job. Choose something that you're going to be really passionate about. You might have had a nugget of an idea. Maybe as a startup, you see a gap in the market. You see a way of being able to do something different to disrupt the sector maybe you're in. Maybe you're in a job and actually you can see an opportunity for, you know, a new entry coming into the market and you could be that person. You could take that industry knowledge that you have with you into your new venture. So get clear on what it is you want to do from the business perspective. Step number three, you know, do your research. You know, who else is out there in the market? Who's your competitors? What's the price point they're operating at? You know, how are you going to be different? What's the purpose of you offering the product or service that you're planning to do? You know, so you're going into this with your eyes open of the economic landscape and the competitive environment. Now, you know, some of this is desktop research, but, you know, it's important to do this because otherwise you're throwing yourself into a world where, you know, you're being, where you're going in a bit blind and actually much better for you to spend a bit of time understanding the market, researching, you know, and you might think actually at the moment, is it the right time to start a business? You know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the economy from a UK and a global perspective at the moment. You know, we have rising fuel costs, we have cost of living challenges, we have interest rate challenges. You know, there's a high likelihood we will go into a recession. We have a, a, a war going on in Ukraine that's affecting the supply chain. There is a lot going on. Now, that doesn't mean to say that you should not start a business. This might be the perfect opportunity. But go into it knowing and having as much foresight as you can by doing your research and understanding the environment you're getting into. Right, point number four, create a plan for your business. Now, even if it's a startup, I would always recommend have a plan, have a business plan. Now, it doesn't have to be war and peace. It can be something very simple, even just something that's a couple of pages, but it will help get that those thoughts out of your head and down onto paper. It will allow you to stress test and really to understand, you know, who are your customers? What's your offering? What do the numbers look like? What do your startup costs? You know, what people do you need to have either on your team directly or, you know, working alongside you? Who do you need to be networking with? All of these things. What finance are you going to need to start? Because, you know, most businesses, even if it's a solopreneur, need some form of finance to get going. Have you got that capital yourself? Do you need to borrow it from somebody else? Do you need to go to the bank? You know, so you can see there's quite a lot of questions and things to just work through. Now, I'm not saying any of this to scare you. I'm really trying to help open your eyes as to some of the things that you want to consider before you throw yourself in. 
because, you know, the old saying of fail to prepare, prepare to fail, um, I think is absolutely true. And the great thing is that if you've been thinking about this for a while, don't leave it as just thoughts in your head. You can get this out of your head, down on paper, and then it will start to become quite real. Now, when I work one-to-one with a lot of business owners, some of them don't have business plans. They've never had a business plan and they've been very successful. Now, so I'm not saying you absolutely have to. I am just giving you my opinion that I think is helpful to have a plan, even if it's a simple plan, because it's a starting point. It's a benchmark for you to grow from and to, to, to actually see um, how a thing's going to play out in reality versus what you thought. And it will also allow you to articulate the opportunity to people that maybe you want to get on board, to uh, people that might want to lend you money, etc. And also for your own uh, sense check, really, you know, are you actually smoking something or is there a real concept here that's going to do well? So having a business plan, I'm a massive fan of. Um, and, you know, I do have a, a guideline on what should be in a business plan. I've covered it in previous podcasts. I've covered it in previous lives. But if anyone wants that, just let me know. Drop me a message. Um, and as I say, if you're not already subscribed to the podcast, please do follow that because there's loads of great episodes episodes around business planning and strategy and building great teams that you you be is going to be useful for you at this stage. Right. Point number five, what's your appetite for risk? Um, and this includes personally, but also for your family. So when you are in a job, you are often making decisions. And those could be really big decisions. They could be multi-million pound decisions. They might just be decisions that are thousands of pounds. But nonetheless, you're, you're probably used to making decisions in a job that you're in. But the difference, the difference is when you are a business owner, very often your own finances are involved in some shape or form. Whether that is in terms of the salary that you can take out of a business, whether it's in terms of actually putting financing and capital into a business to get you going, or whether it's actually raising finance from other people, which will come at a cost. But nonetheless, those decisions sit with you now. They don't sit with somebody else in the organisation. This is your business. So your appetite for risk is is really important. You know, and some people when, um, you know, almost if you're younger, you might have less to lose in a way, you know, because you just kind of you're just starting out and you think just give it a go. But if your situation is where you've got, you know, people that are depending on you, you've been used to a certain level of income. Your appetite for risk may may be slightly different. You may be more risk averse or you might feel that you have got a bigger jump to make because you've been used to a certain uh, standard of living, a certain income level, and therefore you're looking to replace that. So assess your appetite for risk. Is it high? Is it low? And, you know, have you got a reserve of capital that's going to help get you through? Now, ideally, and I'm talking ideally, um, I would always like to um, recommend to people that they have three to six months worth of cash in the bank that they can survive off and pay the bills 
in the event it takes a while for a business to get going. It is not unusual for startup businesses to be losing money in the first or second year, maybe not even making money till the third year. So again, coming back to your business plan and what do the numbers look like, that is going to help you with that clarity. But then you also have to say, okay, am I comfortable with the risk? Am I comfortable with all of that? What's my appetite? And discussing it with your family situation as well. You know, if you're the sole um, income source in your family, well, then that might give you a different perspective than if, you know, your partner is bringing money in elsewhere. Uh, So again, everyone's situation is different, but think about your risk appetite. Point number six, let's talk about timing and how you can leave your job and become your own boss. Now, typically, I am generalizing, but typically there are three ways to leave your job. You either, either decision is made for you, you know, you might end up in a situation where the organization has been restructured and the role is is made redundant. um, And, you know, that decision may be made for you in which case that can often be a catalyst for change. Now, if you're in that situation or you're facing that situation, it, it can be really difficult, of course, because very often emotionally we're connected. Our ego is connected to you know the job that we've done. You might have been in that role for many, many years. So therefore, the thought of losing that job or no longer being in that organisation could actually be quite daunting for you. But equally, it can often be the push that you need to do something different. So it is not all bad news. And, you know, I speak to many people who say at the time it was the worst thing going. They felt terrible. It really knocked their confidence. Um, But actually, over time, it was the push they needed to do something different. And they're so glad that it happened. So that's one thing. The decision could be made for you. And if you're in that position and you're feeling a little bit hurt and bruised, you know, more than happy to jump on a call and just sort of help you through that period. But it it doesn't all have to be doom and gloom, even if you're not the decision maker. But the timing of how you leave um, really falls into these three categories. So decision made for you. The second, you might decide actually to set up a bit of a side hustle whilst you're in your job. So this, if you're slightly more risk averse, this can be a great way to actually test and learn, to start a concept, start a business, get that going whilst you've still got a steady income coming in over here. And then at a point of time, you you know, you set yourself a goal as to what you need that business or that initiative to be bringing in that will then allow you to transition over full time. So that can be a great way, actually, if you have financial commitments or you're a little bit risk averse, you're not quite sure if what you're going to do is going to work. Test it on the side, have a side hustle. And then when that becomes quite material and big, you can then make the choice. Okay, do I now move away from my job and do this full time or do I carry on doing the two etc. So you've got some choices to make, but that is a good way to transition out as well. And then the third way really is a bit more of a of a kind of shit or bust approach, I suppose, whereby, you know, you quit your job and you have a bit almost a burning platform. You start your business. Now that does not mean you haven't thought about it and planned it, by the way, because I would always recommend you do that, as we've already s- spoken about. But, you know, sometimes people find that time disappears and another month goes by, another year goes by, you're still in the job and you haven't actually done anything about it. So for some people, setting a deadline 
handing in their notice so that then they, it kind of forces them to make the change can also work for some people. So we are all different. There is no right or wrong with this, but timing, think about your timing and how you're going to exit and how you're going to start the new business. Point number seven, surround yourself with the right people, people that are going to be able to help you, give you support, guidance. Maybe they've done a similar thing or maybe they actually are want to get involved in the business with you. Could be a silent partner, could be someone that wants to invest. It could be someone that you're going to bring on board to start the business with you. It could be, you know, as simple as getting yourself a virtual assistant that's going to help you with some of the admin while you get going. So think about the people that you need around you either as part of the new business venture or a sort of in your life to support, guide you, etc. Uh, because it's absolutely critical because it is not easy. This stuff is not easy, but it's a lot harder if you're doing it all on your own and it can feel like a really lonely place. So people, get the right people around you. Number eight, take action. You know, you've got to take some action. If you want to do this, it is not just going to materialise without you taking action. I know it sounds obvious, this, but, you know, and it's one step at a time. Create your new world one step at a time. Have the plan. Take the action. And then you will find that, you know, you will learn so much you could be hugely successful or you might not be successful. And that is OK because you will have learned something. Failure is not failure. Failure is all learning. So take the action. So listen, it is not easy being your own boss. It's definitely not for everyone. Do not feel that this is something you should do. Make sure it's something that you genuinely want to do and it fits into your overall life purpose and what you're trying to create for yourself. But I can tell you from my experience, it has been a very exciting, pleasurable, liberating experience for me. But it does, you know, it doesn't mean to say that I, I didn't like my career. I loved my career and never say never, right? But it's all possible to make this transition if it's something that you want and you're clear about it. So, you know, I would say get clear on what you want. That's point number one. Let's recap on these eight points. Decide what you want, your bigger picture. Number two, what business are you going to start? Um, number three, do your research. Number four, create a business plan, even a simple one that's going to give you that clarity of what the business is going to be all about, what the numbers look like, etc. Number five, assess your appetite for risk, because that is going to influence how ballsy you are about this and the approach that you take. Number six, timing. There are three ways to, three ways to leave your job. Either the decision's made for you, you start a side hustle, or you quit and start something new. So there are three ways, that main three ways that you can do that. So timing and, and the way you do it, you've got to decide what's going to be right for you. Number seven, surround yourself with the right people that are going to help you be successful. And number eight, take the action. Stop talking about this stuff. If you want to do it, get on and do it. Give it a go because you've only got one life. So listen, I hope this has been helpful. It's certainly been a journey that I have been on personally. If you're listening to this to this on the podcast and you've not yet followed or subscribed, please do. It makes a massive difference to me. Um, and if I can help you in any way, don't hesitate. Just reach out. If you want to jump on a quick one-to-one -one call so I can help you further, then absolutely don't hesitate. It will be my absolute pleasure. And just remember, you know, it is by being brave and bold that you are going to be brilliant. Um, but don't be alone. Do it with the right 
approach, the right support around you, and you can achieve anything you want in life. There genuinely are no limits. So if you want to quit your job, become your own boss, this is how you can do it. Take care, everyone. Have an amazing day. And I look forward to seeing you all soon. Okay, bye now. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.